You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Newcastle Knights NRL Fantasy Preview for 2022. The Knights finishing 7th in 2021, back-to-back semi-final appearances. But let's bring in the boys. We'll bring in the hometown man first, Corbs. You love New him. Newcastle. 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 <laughs> what are you thinking Morning about Knights. your hometown team, mate? Oh, I'm feeling a bit down, actually, with the, the big injury that they've had. Uh, and then, yeah, just a couple of big losses with the. I know people don't rate Pierce, but he's a big loss. Mm. And yeah, then their hooker Brayley, who just got the captaincy. Did he have captaincy last? I think he got it with that little bit of a drama. Well, with Pierce, with yeah. Pierce. <laughs> but yeah, their their captain goes down. Who, yeah, he's pretty solid eighty minute hooker. Um, yeah, it's just. Not things aren't sort of tracking how they'd like to for twenty twenty two. Andy, I bet that they wish they kept your boy Connor Watson now. Yeah, geez, how good would he have been in hooker position? I think they've made a few signings. I don't, I don't really like them all. Uh, I think seventh was good for them uh, this year. I think yeah, there's no way they can go higher than that this year, especially yeah. with the injuries. Speaking of signing, two thousand twenty two, they gained a good centre in Dane Gagai, also Adam Clune, a handy signing. From the Dragons, they lose Mitchell Pearce, Connor Watson, Josh King, Shibasaki. He's gone to Japanese rugby, and then Blake Green retired. Their draw to start the season. It's medium. They play five of the top eight teams from last season. So a bit of a medium in the draw there. It'll be interesting. They do hit the Roosters, Tigers, Panthers, Sharks, Manly to start. That's the only drama that they've got there. So that's not easy. So... Very yeah, tough. You're very tough. And you got a round 13 bye for them as well. But, all right, let's rip in, boys. How good is this bloke? All right, boys. Callum Ponga coming off literally a career low in NRL fantasy. He didn't have an offseason last year. He comes in this year with a full offseason. Bounce back factor, maybe. Contract year, <laughs> huge. Am I creating a narrative? Andy, kick us off. Well, there's, there literally is two, two paths here. Uh, there's two narratives to, to read into. So one is he has no one else on the team to actually help him out play that well. So he has that bounce-back ability mm. and he has to do everything and score a mozza. Or he's got no one else in the team to actually help him score those fancy points. I, I think I, I'm hoping it's the, it's the first one. The latter uh, seems like At 600K, obvious. man, it... He looks so good, but last season he just did nothing. It was so like you just for a player that that price that high. Is he still one million plus? In terms uh, of his pay packet, his pay packet. They're the talking nights. about one point five for oh his Dolphins. He, he has to. He has to deliver, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think when you got other avenues like Hines six hundred two, little Papi six hundred thirty six k, Gutho six forty five. 
he has the ability to score hundreds. Like I said, I think he's he's worth a punt. I think I think I'll try and start with him. I'm gonna go from the first narrative <laughs> of him sort of um, backing it up because he has to do everything, literally. Yeah, Corbs, are you high on Pongs? Oh, I rate him, but with that draw, I don't think I'd like to see how the Knights are going to look for the first five or six games. I think that there's no value in starting him, even though I know he is at a low price. He was well, priced at forty six average, and in his full game. games last year, he had an average of fifty five. But I'd knock that back down to fifty one, taking into account the the new rule changes or points system. We know we know he has it in him, but. It just needs to take it upon himself to get his hands on the ball more as the big dog. So Andy's little narrative could uh, cap- actually come true. Some He's got some pretty solid solid edges to work with, like some guys out there where he sort of does a lot of his uh, most damaging work. He could sort of play that similar role. Remember Tedesco at the Tigers where he just touched the ball so much and yeah. seemed to be – it was like the kickoff of his fantasy career, footy career I suppose as well, but – that was when he became really fantasy relevant um, at the Tigers. So maybe, but I'm not starting with him. I'd, that first run is uh, a horror for the Knights, especially when they're trying to sort things out with their team. I just, yeah, Callum Pong is a hard sell at the moment. I think the first trial will know what version of Callum Pong we're going to get this year. Yeah, true. I think what strategy they're going to use. It's, it's just I don't see. But then him. do you even risk him? Like, especially with the trial with with the injury with with Brayley. Like, how do you sort of risk the players in the trial? Yeah. Oh, boys, with with Ponga, like this year, surely Knights are thinking top eight is a maybe. That's about as best we can do. Does Ponga go back sniffing at the six again because their attack needs some sort of adjustment and. I'll get onto it, the cashy later. <laughs> this the, is your cashy narrative. Uh, yeah, it is. But <laughs> the Ponga at six, they're going to need him up there. Maybe I don't know. They're going to have to try something, I think, at some stage. And I don't think it's a it's a bad play. Like I don't think that they've got anything to lose. They really need the ball in his hands. Like yeah. that is their only growth. Corbs is right. Need to play that Tedesco. Get in there. Do everything. Get your hands on the ball. I don't know if he can carry a team, but I don't mind it. Imagine getting 600. If you thought you could get Ponga and Tammy Lola on the same season for 600K <laughs> back in the day, you'd yeah. be loving it. Was the average 58 in 2020. Yeah. Now, Corbs, you've got another guy that you're high on, and he's a, he was very, very consistent. He comes in with a duel, and we're talking about Mitch Barnett at 699K. Mid-edge, break-even at 56, but I see plenty of value, as you do. Yeah, there's a bit of talk that... Man will be the 13, Barnett out to the edge. But they've got a couple of Brody Jones, Fitzgibbon, and Frizzell's obviously the other one. They've got a couple of good edges there, but they're lacking in the middle. Man's would offer a bit of attack in the middle, but defensively, you're not going to beat Barnett. Priced at the 54, had an average of 57 in uh, 2021. So he's already going to make you a bit of coin there. Points per minute's pretty good. Um, in the game starting at lock. So I think he'd need about that 68 minutes and I think he's going to have to play bigger minutes because they've, lo- they've got lost some leadership in Braley and Pierce gone. Yeah. And is, it, is he now next captain in line, uh, either him yeah. or Ponga? Being a local junior, you have to think so. And he's, he's got a very good reputation up there. But as soon as you see that, that Kurt Mann thing, I'll be all over that with Mitch Barnett. His edge average is 57. 
And he, he, he drops off to 47 when he plays lock. Yeah, well, this is my sort of projections with him in the middle. So this is at worst. If he goes to edge, he seems to do even better. Yeah. And he's, he's got a big motor. So I think either way, he could play that the dual edge into the middle as well. Yeah, but that could happen because they're definitely going to carry one of the edge. One of Fitzgibbon or Jones will get a – so you'd have to think he would, like you said, play a little bit of middle, right? Yeah, I, I, I think he's, he's one of those guys that I'm seriously looking at from this Knights team. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, now, boys, let's move on because I'm high on Curtin Mann. He's 472K, break even to 38 Heard all the rumours of him training at lock, and he obviously offers utility value. He's played on the in the half, centre, wing, hooker. You name it, this man's played it, but he looks like he wants to settle at lock. That's what the coach says as well. And when you just have a look, having a look at his 2021, he's always busy, where he's, especially when he plays in the half. Centre, you know, his average definitely drops off because he's, he likes making tackles, but you're not making tackles when you're out in the centres. But when he was playing hooker in 2020, Played plenty of games in there, and he, he had an average of, what, 55, and he just got really stuck in, played seven games out there, and he got some really good minutes. Could see that happening again. His duel could be a very interesting proposition, especially if he's named there at lock in round one, because then all of a sudden you've got uh, 472K, and you've got a half slash lock. That's gone. Which is, which is sorry, slash mid. Mid, yeah. And then that makes it really good so that you don't have to overspend on your mids and you've got that dual capability and you can nearly lock him into a half position as well. So having a look at the lock averages from last year, when Barnett played there, 54 minutes. Watson played 64-minute average when he started there. And then Sue, 36 minutes, but he was always just the starter, right? So you have to think that Kurt Mann's not going to play 80 minutes when he plays at lock, but when you think about how busy he is in these important positions, you can still see a 45 average projection for me, which presents value. You'll pick up a little bit of value and you'll have that jewel. So I'm very interested in Kurt Mann, Andy. I think you're right. Exactly what you said about him stepping up to play the position. Every position he plays, he outshines. Mm. I think he has got that um, versatility, but yeah, he's playing. uh, I can see him doing that kind of Watson role. Yeah. He did the exact same thing that kind of Watson did, and he started at three thirty and ended up at six hundred. So, yeah, I think Kurt Mann can definitely make some money. It just seems like a team player, eh, Corps? Just seems like you're a coach in real life. Seems like that bloke that you would love it have at training. He just leads all the training sessions, talks talks it up to the boys, bit of leadership off the field. Seems like a mad clumber. Yeah, he's a like for like for Connor Watson, isn't he? He can play any position. It's almost been his kryptonite that he's too good too at playing time, yeah. everywhere. The yeah, so if you're saying that mid forty mid forties make about a hundred k, there's so many ifs and buts, and everyone's trying to predict who's going to play where, because if they play the two hookers, because remember Braley was always a eighty minute hooker. If they play two hookers, that's extra minutes to Kurtman and um, Barnett. Barnett as well. Yep. As and, and also the other Safidi boys and and maybe Clemmer. So. I would think it would go to a bit more to Kurt Mann and the Safidi boys, but yeah, that's another thing to look at as well, where those extra minutes are going to go now that 80-minute hook is gone. For sure. Now, boys. No, 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 no. Andy, Clem Mann is uh, your dud, and I think Corb's all right behind him as well, but you start, Andy. Yeah, like, I think he's just appreciating in, in in minutes and value as he goes. So, what, 2019, uh, 60 points per minute. And he, uh, sorry, 60 minutes and point per minute was 0.9. Um, 2020, 57 minutes. And his points per minute actually raised up a bit. But last year, 51 
minutes. He just seems off, didn't he? I think he's just sort of. I think he's just getting. How well, actually, he's pretty still pretty 20, young. Twenty eight, I think he is. Oh, like the Safedi boys are both sort of outshining. But I guess he started very young, right? Especially for a middle. Middles don't usually start, especially that elite at at the dogs. Yeah, like he did go well every every new sort of club. When he went to the Knights, he like, killed it. Mm. But I think he's just sort of maybe just sitting in, and he's getting too um too used to it. Needs a bit of a kick up the bum or something. But I don't see that coming. Yeah, especially for six oh five k. Jeez, man, that's expensive Especially for a middle who's only going to get you 51. Especially if man's 472k. Oh, yeah, stop, shut the gates. Yeah, Corb, is anything to add on that one? Yeah, the, the minutes, that's his lowest average in six years. So he, he's definitely gone backwards there. And he, a drop of eight from his points average in 2020 and 2021. Yep. It, I just think, yeah, the minutes will increase, but I think they'll go to the Safidi boys, Barnett and Man yep. uh, in the middle there. It just yeah, it doesn't have the same aggression or wrecking ball. It seems, and the offload's gone. Like looking at the stats, he's genuinely lost that as well, which he was renowned for. He like two or three years ago, he just always seemed to flick the pass out the back and wasn't always two person, but still got your points. Yeah. Maybe he needs to shave his head. He played better when he was bald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he lost all that weight, boys. That's when I thought he just started lost going. his impact. Yeah, a little I mean, bit. Yeah, like called Robin used to back into the line and just sort of. Pop the pop yeah. the ball out. You would expect but better. For sure. They've got a couple of other young forwards too. Again, talking about the Knights, just where they are, that Jones, Mamosia, and Solo. Do they start blooding them a little bit more to chew into his minutes? This could get disastrous if they lose Callum Ponga. That could set them back ten years. Like seriously. Oh, huge! They'll nearly have to offer the same amount of money. Yeah, big time. Now, boys, I've got Bradman Best as my dud, so we've just wanted this guy to break through for years now. He's just so good, but he's just never on the park. Ten, 10 games in 2020, only 16 last year. Even at 470K, you could nearly say it's tempting, but he just can't get back on there. You can make a case for cash bounce-back factor, but last year only scored point two of a try, so he just wasn't finding the trial on, especially compared to the season before that. His base is pretty good, 119 metres gained, 1.8 tackle, but it's not outstanding. I just think there's better value. The guys we've spoken about already, Will Pinassini at, at Para, Stephen Crichton at Penrith, as well as May and also Berry at the Warriors. Just way more value to take that much risk at 470k, boys, I think. Nah, spot on. All right, Cashy. We've got plenty to talk about now. Andy, we've got Chris Randall who's made... A little bit of the headlines this week. He's been all the talk at 350Ks. Like, everyone's just putting all these projections on him. Break even at 28. It's going to be interesting to hear your view on Chris Randall. Well, Chris Randall's my cheapie, but also he's my trap city. So yeah. I think it's 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 you wait till TLT to put him in your team. Um, like if, you, if he's playing 350K, uh, if he's, even if he's playing 50 minutes, he's still going to outscore his that sort of average and mm. make a bit of coin for you. But it's just how long does he keep that spot? I um, mean, you've got Crossland, you've got all these other young guns who can actually tip it. And like you were talking about earlier, earlier he's 26 years old. Yeah. So it's not like he's some young gun who's going to come to be a saviour for the Knights. Um, the only thing that's got, it, that's got him is he's cheap. That's the only, only uh, good thing about him, I guess. Yeah. Corbs, I'm really put off of the fact that this Jad and Braley thing, it happened. It's like deja vu. It happened two years ago. And they gave Chris Randall his start, and he did not take it. His fantasy numbers were not bad, but he only played like five games, and then they replaced him straight away with Kurt Mann. Are you worried this is going to happen again? Well, it's spotted Crossland chaining at nine. He was always a genuine half in the schoolboys and dominated. Mm. But 
Yeah, that they've got Kurt Mann that can play nine. Does Crossland and Mann, does Mann go into hooker after he's played 13 or started at 13? It's, I don't know. It's a it's a big one to watch in the trials with the Knights here because, yeah, if, if Randall starts, I don't know, I could see a lot of people, I think you're going to talk about in Trap City, Randall could burn you because, like you said, he hasn't locked it down and they've got a tough start. If they lose a few games, I can see him getting punted. Yeah. That's a good narrative to run, though. Can you imagine man going to hooker, Barnett going to lock? Those two become sure things on your team, if that's the case. Big time. But do you think Adam O'Brien goes away from his trend? Brayley playing 80 minutes, even when he got injured the year before, when Brayley came, when Randall came on for Brayley, he literally played 80 minutes. And then after that, man played 80 minutes. So you're just seeing, I reckon that whoever gets, I reckon they're going to carry a utility. I reckon, why would you go away from the strategy that was working for you? Well, you've got years? utilities in your team to yeah. chop and change. I mean, you've got so many players you can actually play elsewhere. Yeah. So you can actually make that change and you don't have to have that 14 on the bench. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I reckon the hooker might just play 80 minutes. And then why go for Crossland? Is you think, he's like Corbs just said, he's the young gun, right? Big raps on him, he's 21 years old. This other bloke's had so many shots and he's 26 years old. He wasn't even top 30 last year. Like a good example is Lockie Croker, who was always a half, and he's he did a pretty good job last year at nine for the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. So Crossland, as much as you you know he hasn't played a lot of hooker in his juniors, he could actually do the job quite well. Yeah. I reckon he could definitely. That's a good one, and I think we might as well just do a little bit of trap city, trap city, bitch, trap city, bitch, trap city, bitch, trap city, bitch, trap trap city, bitch, trap city, bitch, trap trap city, bitch. Corbs, we'll come back to the cash you want to speak about in a tick, but we might as well do the trap city while we while have, we're all talking about it. Yeah. So, what do you think? Maybe is it's more of a warning, but it's yeah, just a warning. Yeah, like you said, it's you watch the trials, see who plays there at nine. Um, look, you could it could easily be Randall coming in at nine. Um, either Mitch Barnett going to lock and then Kurt Mann subbing in a hooker. So, like, you don't need that 14 in the bench, you know, like exactly what we're saying. So Randall still could get 40, 50 minutes, but I think you watch the trials and see what happens. I don't think he plays Randall there 80 in the trial because you don't want to risk like, get another hooker damaged or yeah. injured. So I think he's just a trap. It's just... <sighs> yeah, oh, look, if, if he's named there number nine starting TLT, even then I'm still worried about picking him up, you know? Yeah. That's just... It's a, it's a gamble, and that's what uh, fantasy is about. But it, it'd be hard to say no with 350K for a starting hooker. Yeah, I think the trap city I want to make the point of is do not make Chris Randall your number one hooker. I think it, it's making pretty it's pretty obvious what you've got to do this year. And the strategy, and this is how you're probably going to get out of if he gets dropped. Your number one hooker should probably come from Cook or Harry Grant. Pick one of the two. Your number two hooker should probably come from probably Cotter and Kobe Heverington, because they offer a dual hooker. And then the third, this is where you want to pick Chris Randall, because if you're running in any trouble, you could probably up, downgrade or upgrade only slightly to someone maybe like a Tanner Boyd who's been talking up at the Titans as well. I think they're on par. Mm. Because if you pick him number one as your number one hooker and he gets dropped in the second round, you're going to have to move probably two draft choices just to get any hooker in. And that's going to just leave your team in... Just disarray. Anything to add on the Trap City here, Corby? It would just be interesting, like you said with O'Brien and the 80-minute hooker. Some of the coaches do have their tactics. You spoke about Bennett with the 70-minute edge 
player. So it'll be interesting if he sticks to his guns and goes the 80-minute hooker or does a little bit of a rotation between who knows who. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty particular coaches. Once they see a strategy working, they don't tend to go too far against them. But let's go back to a little bit of Cashies because you wanted to run a massive narrative here tonight. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to I've come back and give you pretty much your own segment here, mate. Oh, I, you did. I didn't do my traps at either, gag eye. No, no, we'll come Which back. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of float between the both. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we'll backtrack. Right, we'll backtrack. It's funny, keep the body guessing here. <laughs> Hodgson, the, the young fullback. Yeah, 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 Bailey Hodgson. He's looked good at training from all sources. Training the house, too. Uh, <laughs> bottom dollar, 19 years old. Bit of an injury setback last year, so hopefully he's fully fit, firing, and yeah, from the photos, it looks like it. I can see him getting a crack at the utility, and this even more so now. There's a possibility if he plays some good footy and Ponga goes into that six, if he's exciting, I'm almost... Yeah, you compare like Reese Walsh, like just explosive, adds another element of attack, which Knights are going to look like needing. Um, Crossland possibly at nine if he, he's playing there, and, and the man playing at thirteen, then he could take that utility spot now because it's sort of opened up a little bit with Crossland and man potentially going in and taking those spots. I'm excited by uh, him when you think Josh Hodgson's yeah. his uncle. Cl- Clune's the other one though, because Clune. At half, uh, I mean, if he's not sort of performing again, Crossland could go in and play half and and then Hodgson. So Hodgson, with this injury, could be a little gem uh, that we might find. And, yeah, I just want him to – because he's probably a bit of a risk, but he's bottom dollar and you can just sit down there in emergencies. But they've got big wraps on him. And I just think, yeah, with this injury news, now he could actually come – the narrative could come true. Well, he's already played Super League. He's played first grade in Super League at 18. And like yeah, he, I just did mention, he's Josh Hodson's nephew. So I don't know what age his mum had him, but he must have been very young. But it'd be nice to see uncle versus... I don't think I've seen an uncle versus a nephew in an NRL game before. Geez, let's get Statman on that. Nah, Croker, the Jar- Jason Croker and um, Lockie Croker played in the Canberra Sevens over in Auckland. <laughs> That's about as good as you'll get. Jason is about because, 84. Yeah, that was only because they bought back the um, the old, like he was the old school player in the team. I think that was the year Fritler maybe got that intercept. Yeah. Now, the cashier I had was Brody Jones, and I think this is one you just got to keep an eye on when he sneaks into that starting lineup because when he did last year, a couple starts, he had four starts on the edge for a 44 average. So he's always busy, 33 average tackles and. 80 metres gains. He's just a good hard worker. So he's probably a little bit behind at the moment. You're definitely seeing Tyson Frizzell. He's just elite. And then we've also got our main man, Mitchell Barnett. So those two are obviously first string. Lock and Fitzgibbon probably. He's dropped off a little bit with all those injuries that he copped last year. So it be interesting if they do cop a few injuries where Brody lies. But he can definitely do the job. So keep an eye on for him. All right, we've got Trap City. We're going backwards today. Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. Now, I'm not going to steal your Trap City. I do want to back you up. But, Corbs, for me, we're talking about Dan Gagai tonight. So he was one of the best centers in fantasy last year. He comes out at 581K, break even of 47. But are we getting tricked? When we have a look at the stats of someone like Dan Gagai, Corbs, he played for Souths. 
outside the best playmaker in the game in Cody Walker, playing on the best left edge in the game, outside inside of Alex Johnson, also had Colin Matungi on that edge and everything around that. Do we can we make it's one of those things, yeah, we've got stats, but Souths versus Newcastle. This is where my trap lies. Yeah, I I didn't really dive too much into the stats here because I'd I just don't think he's going to hit anywhere near that 47. Like, he's peaked at that 47. I probably wouldn't touch him, even if he still was in the Rabbits team and still had the break-even. What was his break-even? About break the 40, 47. Seven, yeah, which is what he's priced at. So I still wouldn't touch him there, let alone he's going to a Knights team that has first six games or first seven games they're playing, how many? Five top eight yeah, sides? Absolutely. And then there's... And there's that three games that... Remember when Rabbitohs lost a few games and they lost a few players? He had scores of 17 against the Storm, 20 against the Sharks, and 11 against the Penrith in a row. So there's no X factor. Yeah. When they pull a few good players out, maybe he doesn't hit. He needs... We spoke about in a few other pods. We, he's one of those players, I feel, that he needs other players to make him good. Yeah, well, he, 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 scored, he scored that well in... Um, look at him in every Origin game. He yeah. kills it. He, like he absolutely wears his Queensland jersey under when he plays some good games, but he he needs other people to make him feel look good, you know. Yeah, and I'm also concerned that Bradman Best is their left centre, which means that he'll probably play right centre. So does he lose his the Ponga? Does he lose his factor? The fact that Pierre Ponga probably won't go to the right that much, and he doesn't have Cody Walker. Corbs. Yeah, well, the the left edge because of everyone's right to left pass just seems to be the. The preferred side, so Ponga does sweep that side. They they do prefer their left edge as well. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, there's no value in at all, and I just don't think he's going to hit. I'd be surprised if he hits the forty average by the end of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's finish it off, boys, with some draft talk. Really fantasy relevant, Wiz. We're clocking up a big times tonight. It's nearly half an hour again. All right, Corbs, you've got on your radar, your, you've gone the big guns, Barnett or Ponga. You love Mitch Barnett. Yeah, Barnett would probably be my pick because I just I know that he's going to get bigger minutes now. So that this was done before the injury. Uh, but And Ponga, I, I, I don't think he'd be in the first two, but I'd happily take him in a, a round three. Uh, with, we've got 10 in our draft, so... That's sort of, yeah, picking him in that sort of 20 to 30 range. Yeah, if I don't have the mid by round uh, pick three, I'd be pretty satisfied with Mitch Barnett calls. Yeah, he, he's sort of, what would he be? He'd be in the top 10 for the mids, wouldn't he? Yeah, for sure. He's scraping around that 10 mark for the mids, yeah. and he's pretty consistent. Uh, I'd also have, just once I get my 13, Hodgson could be a smoky for that bench spot just just in case because if he does come on and do his thing he could be a good one for later in the season you are running a narrative today now Andy this is a guy we haven't covered yet and he's got a huge boot this guy he's actually very impressive with his kicking game yeah and, and and he has no pierce you know so I think he, he can sort of uh, step up again this year the average 48 the nights so is only uh, I think he's only 45 but this is the sort of play you get you can pick him up late in your draft because no one's thinking about him he's sort of his price real low. Um, it's just Clifford, you know, like, oh, he's not really that good. But without Pierce, um, it, it's sort of his halving spot. He's got a rookie. He's got youngins next to him. So I think Clifford's a, a nice little draft pickup. Maybe, you, oh, geez, you can probably pick him up pretty late, I'd say. 
what's he price of 45? Maybe around eight, nine? Yeah, seven or eight, I'd say. So he's the ones that sort of like, because you need those picks late. You need those gun picks where everyone forgets about because they're low, but there's a reason why they might score high this year. So they're the ones you should look out for. Mate, Cliff should try up for the NFL. He'd be a better NFL player than an NRL player. He's boots. Some of those bombs he was putting up last year, like the TV camera couldn't even pick it up. Like that's how high it was. When he was playing for Cowboys, I think I thought Drinkwater was going to be the one that was kicking, but it was, it was all Clifford. He's mad. Like yeah, I, th- I can see some points coming through there. But boys, that's the Knights. Just remember, you can start building your team at fantasy.nrl.com. Just remember, browser not app at the moment. Join the Talking League Cup details are in the show notes. Uh, Talking League Pod or head over to Apple, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast. Remember to leave us a review on Spotify. That's started now. Andy, did you have something to say? Yeah, did you? What was your player to draft? I was going to get Barnett as well. So ah, I'm, okay. I'm pretty high on him at, at round three. But yeah, I've got no problems getting Clifford late as well. But boys, another good show. Knights, you're satisfied with that one? Calls being a local man? Yeah, I Clifford, I, I remember looking at his stats. I don't have him up here in front of me. He lost a, about five in kick meters in a, a tackle break a game. I just don't know because his big thing is kick meters, but obviously that was one of the bigger things that they um, brought back with the point scoring. So I don't know about that one. Cool. That, n- if, no Pierce, so like he has to take these. He's a number one half there, surely. Yeah, I, I suppose it depends who you put in there. If Crossland gets in there, he's you've got a good kicking game. Hey Corbs, you should go stalk the Newcastle Knights training with Barry Tui. Yeah, well, Tui's got a lot of free time now. He's still getting peppered on Twitter, poor old Tui. He's retired <laughs> and he's just getting hammered. <laughs> Tell us what he you loves know. It. He does. He loves it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Newcastle Knights. We'll check you in a couple of days' time for another team preview. Yeah.